your eyes to the skies. It's time for Spaced Out on 95PFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. Well, the brand new contributor, Josh from the Stardome, how are you? Kia ora, I'm good, thanks for having me, how are you? Now you're in the you're deep in it. Uh, school holidays, obviously, um, the Stardome is a pretty popular destination with uh, the youth. How's it going? Yes, yeah, we, yeah, we're right in the thick of it. So yeah, we're doing shows for kind of all ages at the moment. There'll be a hundred kids a day, which is great. Yeah, mm, sweet, sweet. Now um, we've had, we've had a quick chat off here, so we kind of you know what the format is. Obviously, you're taking over from David Britton. Um, you are leading this journey into space this afternoon via the phone. Um, the main topic that we're starting off with is that little helicopter, which is on Mars. Is it, yes. is it called Ingenuity? Yep, that's the one. It's flown. Yes, not only once. Um, we're now at our third flight. Um, so, yeah, it's a huge achievement for NASA. We're pretty excited about it, yeah. I uh, watched the video of it going up into maybe doing the first one where it just went sort of straight up and down. Yep. Has it done, yeah, yeah. done a bit more? Yes, it had. It's the first pair basically did that. I can't just hover it. It was really just making sure it was actually working. Um, but on Sunday, it had its kind of my first real flight where it flew about 100 meters. Um, flew back and landed exactly where it took off. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's the first powered flight of a craft to another planet, um, and that yeah really opens up the door for exploration on Mars, which is really exciting for NASA. Mm-hmm. How how high is it getting when it flies? Is it getting because it flew it went up about a meter in the last video? Yeah, I mean they're definitely not you know Boeing A three eighty flights. They're they're very low to the ground. I think the first couple were about three meters maybe max. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the one on Sunday was I think it was about up to five meters and it was traveling sideways about two meters a second um so they're really small and i guess you know earth plane terms but it's a really big achievement for mars mm-hmm. does it mean that they can perhaps just survey uh faster in a sense does it, does it um move faster than a rover would over there yeah i think that's the biggest benefit because you know for so long i guess we've been kind of confined to rovers to explore although they can move rovers are very very slow um, whereas, you know, this helicopter, you know, travelled 100 metres within, you know, a couple of seconds um, or, you know, just under a minute. So it really, I think, the possibility of having them as almost like scouts for a lot of missions in the future, mm. um, and especially for human missions, you know, eventually when people get there, if they've got these little drones to send off, it would, they would just be fantastic scouts for exploration. Is there anything in particular that this helicopter is looking at, or is it just more of, hey, will this work on Mars... Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, the mission itself, it's, it's what we call a technolo- technology demonstration. So it doesn't actually carry any you know, scientific instruments. It has a camera. Um, that's pretty much it. So it's really just a test that it can fly. So we're only getting photos and data back. Um, but I think, yeah, in future missions, they'll surely be carrying you know, a suite of scientific instruments for sure. Okay, nice. Now, uh, SpaceX has launched another four astronauts up to the ISS uh, on a yes. recycled yep. rocket. Yeah, very exciting. So it's the, uh, that was on Friday. It was the third crewed mission to SpaceX, but it's, it's the first time they've used uh, the booster, not just the booster, but also the spacecraft itself. So it's the first time that um, astronauts have flown on a reused booster, which is kind of, you know, the end goal for SpaceX. So it's a really, really great achievement for human spaceflight. Uh, I had a look at an article on uh, Reuters, and it said that the trip up to the ISS is about 23 hours. Is that right? 
Yeah, I mean, it does differ. I mean, it depends when you launch, you know, where the space station is. I think the record was three hours. Yeah. Um, super quick, you know, that's like flying over to Australia. Um, but it's sometimes some of the trips have taken up to three days. Mm. Um, but yeah, 24 hours is, I guess, a pretty standard time. Yeah, it said on the way the astronauts will have time to dine on a prepackaged meal and snack and get some sleep. And I just thought there's no way that I would ever be able to sleep if I'm on a rocket going to a space station. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess because you are weightless, it would be, I guess, somewhat relaxing because there's no pressure exerted, you know, anywhere in your body. But, yeah, I think the food would be the, the kind of yuck thing of going to space. It's quite literally worse than plain food. <laughs> nice, nice. Now, um, tonight we've got a supermoon. What the hell is a supermoon? Yeah, uh, so, but just after the sun sets tonight, so we're going to have the moon, the full moon rising in the east. Um, the term supermoon, basically, it kind of just means that the moon is at one of its closest points to Earth in its orbit. Um, we call it perigee in astronomy. So supermoon's just essentially when you get a full moon being at one of its closest points. So it's going to be a little bit bigger in the sky, a little bit brighter than usual. Um, so it's pretty cool to see. I mean, I think any full moon is really nice to see. Um, but yeah, if anyone did want to catch it, um, basically just look to the east after sunrise, oh sorry, sunset, uh, and you're going to see it rising really nice and bright just after sunset. I haven't actually had a chance to really look out the window today, but is it clear out there at the moment? I know it was raining yeah, this morning. I'm just sitting at my desk. It looks hazy. <laughs> um, you never know in Auckland, though. it could be clear one minute raining the next. Yeah. Sorry, did you say how many times a year you usually get a supermoon? Um, it kind of depends. I, I believe we've got two this year. So this is the first of, of two uh, for the year. Um, but, I mean, some years I don't think we get any, and then some years there's multiple. Mm -hmm. um, it really just depends, you know, how the orbit's lining up with uh, being at its closest point and a full moon. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, it's, it seems like sometimes there are heaps of supermoons, but, yeah, as you say, there aren't. Sometimes they're sort of absent. Yeah. I, I honestly, I think it's a bit of a... Because the term supermoon, that was a media coin term. Mm -hmm. Astronomers had honestly never used that until like kind of recently um but you know if it's going to get people looking up then yeah we'll use it yeah, totally totally now um spacex have uh been picked by nasa to land astronauts on the moon in 2024 tell me a bit about this yeah so again really exciting news for them as a company so they got awarded uh, it's basically a $2.9 billion contract to land people on the moon. So they're developing a landing system, um, which is what they get the money for. So that's to land astronauts for NASA's Artemis program. Artemis is kind of the successor of the Apollo missions back in the 60s and 70s. So that the whole goal is basically to get people back to the surface of the moon in 2024, which is pretty soon, um, to land the next man, also the first woman on the moon, because, of course, no woman have actually gone to the moon yet. So, yeah, it's a really exciting time for both NASA and SpaceX to kind of collaborate like this, and I'm, I'm pretty hopeful for the missions, to be honest. Is this a good money spinner for Elon Musk and SpaceX? Are these contracts... So, you know, is it something that you know would add to the coffers for for them? Yeah, I mean, it's because uh, when you look at you know two point nine, let's say three billion dollars, it's a lot of money. But I think for a company like SpaceX, um, they're already so far ahead in the development for Starship. That's the one that they're actually developing. And you might have seen those like fifty sci-fi bullet-looking things, which they've recently been flying, and most of them have been exploding. Um, but they're already really far in development with that prototype anyway. So that money is actually going to take them quite far to get you know, the lunar starship ready. Um, and, and SpaceX has kind of really surprised everyone in the last couple of years. 
Um, so it, it's definitely a really good choice for NASA, I believe. Mm. There were two other um, companies that were competing for the contract, but yeah, obviously SpaceX is one that's won the contract. Nice. And what do you reckon they're going to do on the moon in 2024 when they get there? Uh, well, hopefully <laughs> more for science this time. Um, you know, during the Apollo missions, lots of science was done, but there wasn't really a huge amount of scientific goals going there. So the goal of the Artemis program is, you know, not just to go to the moon to do science, it's kind of to learn about how we can actually live sustainably and long-term in space. Because, you know, the ultimate goal is Mars. So if we want to go to Mars, something which takes, you know, six to nine months to get to, we need to know how to do that sustainably. And the moon's kind of a really good testing ground for us to develop all that technology in the systems to, yeah, make sure that when we go to Mars, we're doing everything right. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Now, uh, what is happening at the Stardome? Obviously, it's um, school holidays this week, but what else you got on the cards? Yeah, so we've got, obviously, school holidays. Next week, though, we have May the 4th um, for International Star Wars Day, so that's May the 4th be with you. So we uh, we do this every year. We're hosting a series of kind of like um, Star Wars-inspired night shows, so you kind of be, you'll be basically guided through... Uh, the Star Wars universe, you'll be looking at the places, you know, the fictional planets from the films, um, the Death Star, it's pretty cool. And, you know, everyone dresses up it's, and we've got prizes and all that stuff here. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. We love doing them every year. Nice, nice one. Now, if people want to find out more about that, where can they go? Just to our website, it's on the main page. Um, otherwise, our Instagram, we post lots of daily things there, which is uh, just at startum underscore nz. Sweet, nice one, Josh. And if people did want to get into uh, the school holiday uh, stuff at the start, and that, of course, is happening until the 30th of April. Yep, so, yeah, that's uh, for the remainder of the week. We've basically got shows, like, every hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's been pretty busy, so if people do want to come in, definitely book in advance. Um, you can do that over the phone or on our website. Awesome. Hey, thank you, Josh. We, uh, Josh from the start, and we'll check in with you in a fortnight's time, mate. All right, no problem. Thanks for having me. Cheers. All right, see ya. We are docked. That was spaced out on 95 BFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium.